box, 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 super box, 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 a historically very boring Grand Prix. It's even getting moved after this next year to St. Petersburg. But what a cracker. What oh, a what cracker of a race. Why don't, we, why don't we start off with a singular word to describe the race? Karun, I know you have a vast vocabulary. Why don't we start with you? <laughs> electric. I didn't go into my vocabulary, that but it was not electric. Not. <laughs> Gobsmacking. Cob smacking. That's more like wow. it. I'll go with bombastic. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was genuinely just so exciting. And I think I think we have to start at the very end and start with lap 47 to lap 53, where if the viewers don't know, there was uh rain started in lap 47, uh got heavier on lap 48, 49. And when did Lewis pit on 48 or 49? I think he uh, pit on 49. 49. Yeah. Maybe even, I thought it was 47 or 48, but that's, yeah. Regardless, Lewis pitted a couple laps into the rain. Lando stayed out. We had an epic battle between Lewis and Lando up until, like, for the whole race. And McLaren didn't pit. Lewis did pit. What, what was your guys' reaction to the whole ending of the race? What heartbreaking, just uh, incredible, joyous? What what were your emotions while watching those last few laps? Have you have you seen the movie Shutter Island? Of course. You know the last like ten minutes where you're just like, yo, what's happening? I'm not sure what's happening anymore. It's <laughs> oh. like bizarre. I felt like I was watching Shutter Island again. I was like, what's gonna happen, Lando? Please make the right decision. And oh, everything was right racing in my body. I was yeah. That's, For me. It was, uh, that's a fantastic feeling. It's a great movie, and I, I totally get where you're coming from. For me, it was deja vu. I was like, oh, no. Ah, it's yeah. Imola again. Yeah. Not again. <laughs> Except this time, the rain also, you know, didn't play in Lando's favor. But it was, it was just tough to see him get wrecked again, like, right at the end. After and he was, he was a too. warrior. He was a warrior out there, mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. he, was, he was just battling through it. Then the rain just it started pouring. I mean, we saw brilliant tire management out of him in the first stint, and then we saw a perfect pit stop out of McLaren, and it was it was all looking good, dude. And it was looking good for him to you know battle a Just little bit with uh, with Lewis. One strategy end. mistake. Well, he took all pole in arguably the worst place take pole. He lost the lead. He mm -hmm. regained he regained the lead against his good mate Carlos, mm -hmm. and it was just a supremely mature drive out of Lando. But let's talk about the team decision because we can't forget. Honestly, Mercedes reigns at, at Sochi. Lewis mm -hmm. would have had pole by a country mile had he gone onto slicks. Um, had he not in, bumped into the on wall. On the Saturday. Then. Exactly. Yeah. Had he not bumped into the wall, had he gone to slicks earlier. But McLaren made the right call on Saturday, made mm -hmm. the wrong call on Sunday. Is it, is it, is it a balancing act? Is it you, you win some, you lose some? This what is, happened this here? Who, who do you think is to blame, if that's even a fair word to use in this scenario. 
I personally think blame is a tough word. I think this is a situation where it's a team and a driver being put in a position for the first time where the tensions are running high. There's this nervous energy. It's been building up for the past 10 laps, knowing that Lewis is hunting him down and that the only way they're going to win the race is for him to defend Lewis. And all of a sudden, rain comes into it. You could hear it in Lando's voice when he was like, so Lando, we're thinking about the Inters. Should we go on to the Inters? And he's like, no, just leave me alone. Like, Let me race. Like in his head, he's he knows what the last three, last four laps are supposed to look like, what he's expecting, and that's exactly what he's locked into. I think the team was just a little bit nervous. It's like the team wasn't going to try to override Lando. Lando wasn't really even listening to the team at that point because it's just him and Lewis. Um, so I wouldn't say it's anyone's fault, really. I think it's just a, a team being in a new position, um, succumbing to the the class that is Lewis Hamilton and the experience that is Lewis Hamilton. We saw and, and more so Merck's like ability to pull him in mm-hmm. and tell him mm-hmm. the rain will get worse. Just come in now. Because we because saw he Lewis. Wanted, he wanted to stay out. We saw mm-hmm. Lewis stay out for one order of team orders. And then the next lap he did pull in. I think mm-hmm. he recognized the rain was getting stronger. It's, it's so tough being the first car, right? Exactly. To, yeah. To give up track position mentally is probably one of the most difficult things to do as a racing driver. You're four laps from your first victory. You're taking mm-hmm. your first pole position You've, you know you've got a good car under you finally. How, how do you give up track position? I, I, I don't understand. I, I don't think McLaren did anything wrong. Maybe the, the weather forecast at McLaren should have been like, <laughs> it's coming down. Like, look at the forecast. Look at the radar. It is going to pour in a couple of minutes. Like, we are going to lose. And they should, have, they should have been looking at sector times with George Russell, right? Exactly. George, That's what I was going to say. George was one of the first ones in the pits, and he was going mm-hmm. up to eight seconds quicker per lap. Mm-hmm. How did McLaren not see that and be like, no, Lando, yeah. you need to get in now. If anything, if we know this is a team sport, despite people not recognizing it as a team sport, in my opinion, I think McLaren should have been a bit more steadfast and being like, Lando, sure. you need to get in and protect the win here. Mm-hmm. And this is why we're doing it. But again, so- the, 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 the mentality of giving up uh, P1 I could. I, I don't know what I would do in that position personally. I, I probably would have stayed out. I don't. I. I think like if if you're on the pit wall, right? I don't know, especially in this scenario where you have way more information than the driver does about the overall scenario, right? Of course, Lando probably knows more about the current track conditions on what he sees, but because the pit wall just has an asymmetric amount of way more information. I just didn't understand why they were letting him be the final say. That's kind of what, not blame. I just like, I really expected the pit wall to be like, no, just come in because we have way more information. And you need but it's to trust everyone, right? Answer, right? No one, no one came in initially when everyone was like, we should probably go on to inters. Fernando Alonso, half the drivers still didn't go on to inters, and they they were the ones who lost out, and the ones who mm-hmm. did change onto inters are the ones who won. And I was reading the Ross Braun column on, on F1.com, and it's, it's honestly not that clear cut. There's, very, there's a lot of scenarios where the drivers call it from the cockpit and turn out to be right. I think Rubens Barrichello did it very well, was from what I was reading. Um, I think drivers with a lot of experience make the right decisions. Like Seb's done it before, and Lewis probably, Seb. Um, but Lando's yeah. so early in his career, right? I feel like... Like, this is, and I would also say McLaren has a lot of racing heritage, right? But they've kind of reconstructed the team and they're building up from a, almost like a yeah, fresh yeah. start. It's a very young organization. So, so yeah, it's hard for you to, you know, this is the first race winning decision that either Lando or the team has to have made in the last couple of years. 
Um, so yeah, a lot of pressure on the, a lot of pressure on everyone involved. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, yeah, I, I, I think it, it, it really, I don't know. Imagine he stayed out and the, the rain bypassed the circuit. Like it's so specific, right? The rain was only hitting turns five and seven because they kind of yeah. become close again in the track. Yeah. And then they were, they were losing time there, but gaining so much time in the other corners. <laughs> I, 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 I think of Hungary this year where Lewis was the leading car and to dive into the pits to change onto slicks when he's P1 is such a difficult position when you're, when you're the first car because you're giving that up. In Hungary, Sochi, they are known as uh, tracks that are hard to pass on. So mm. I, I don't know. So there was I, a lot of passing this time. Well, because so there was much. a lot of really good cars in the back. But even without that, there was a lot of fighting going on in here. The DRS train, there was like two massive DRS trains the whole yeah. time. It was crazy. Yeah. Until George pitted. George was, was, was uh, leading one of those DRS trains, which was awesome to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, at that time, Lewis was sitting, I think, P5 behind Danny Rick in this DRS train. And it reminded me a little bit of Turkey 2020 when Lewis was like P6 behind Seb in the rain. Yeah. And he was stuck in that train and he was, he was a bit, he was a little bit in the middle of nowhere. He was in no man's mm-hmm. land. And I, at that time I was like, Lewis is going to win this race. <laughs> I just, whenever that, Lewis is in no man's land, there's a little inkling that I'm like, this man's genius is going to pay off here. And then Toto jumps on to give him the hype. Yeah, I swear. He, I think he did it in Turkey as well. It's also, jumps on, he's like, you can do this Lewis. And, oh, when he came on the radio, I was like, it's game Lewis. over. Yeah, I, I was like, yes, right? Lewis, you're gonna win this race. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yes, Valtteri, you might be able to finish tenth. <laughs> uh, I think the Toto rain came did on. save Valtteri. The the rain massively saved Valtteri. Yeah. I mean, Max as well. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Max had no business. Max I'm was sorry, just Max stuck was behind P7. Alonso for so yeah. long. Max, he just couldn't pass Alonso. P seven was Max's, mm-hmm. and then the rain. It was just fantastic that ending. You had Valtteri jump up. You had Fernando Alonso, who could have potentially finished third in the race. Unfortunately, didn't go on to the Inters. Finished P6. A great result for him, though. Still, yeah. Also, is for, should Fernando not have been penalized for his race start where he just cut uh, turn two? Well, it was interesting because he actually did like a practice. He, he cut through the ballers on the, the yeah. practice, the warm-up. Line. On the practice, like, and an FP3 yeah. or something. Yeah, and I'm, I'm pretty sure he gained spots. Like, he was booking it through there. I think he gained two spots. Yeah. yeah, no one said anything. I mean, that's just part of the track. Just right? like, good old Fernando. <laughs> uh, I guess, I guess. You know, <laughs> Fernando. <laughs> you know, no, okay, another fun out there. Another interesting thing to think about at this point is is at this point last year, Lewis had secured, uh, or no, I guess next race uh, at this point uh, last year, Lewis had secured the championship. And now we're only two or four points separating. Two the, points away. Two, two points, points separating number one and number two. Just think about the the steps that Red Bull has taken, just the steps that Formula One as a sport has taken in the past year. It, it kind of makes me sad that we're getting new regs next year. I won't lie. Because, like, the, the cars are just, like, so good. And now that it's, like, it's a new era. Well, I feel like Martin Brundle has touched on this a lot, that every time there's a dominant era in the sport and they feel they need to switch up the regs, by the time they do switch up the regs, the other cars have caught up. Yeah, and we're in a great battle. And then, you know, next year... Pre-COVID, like watch this would have been dominate the sport for ten years. <laughs> yeah, regs, and we're going to be tired Nikita of Haas dominating. It's about to be world champion seven times in a row. Is. Exactly. Yeah. 
Matt's exactly. a win. Uh, oh. Nah, dude. He, uh... oh, okay, let's relax. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, no, it's, it's like, you know, if we didn't have COVID, we would have had the new regulations already, right? I mean, we would have still had this huge gap in, in, in last year's racing to this year's racing. And it was really this extra year that we got where, where they were able to catch up. And it's just, it is a little bit painful. There's going to be a couple of years where some teams will maybe thrive a little bit more. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, we really can't call it. Maybe all teams will be excellent next year. Um, and we'll have a great battling, including Lando and Danny Rick and George Russell. It could be, it could be, it could be super close as well. You know, who knows? Yeah. I'm not writing off these new regs, but of course we've been treated to a brilliant season, mm-hmm. two points in it. I will say that Merck has improved that car massively to get them to this point. The Red Bull was just phenomenal early season. And I think it's really where the driver makes a difference. Um, and, and I'm just so excited to go down to Abu Dhabi and just wake up at 3 a.m. to watch that race. <laughs> it's going to be a tough one. It's going to be a close one. And also, to, just to speak about driver's uh, standings again, Lando is, is had his race turned out a little bit better, would have been in third place after this race. I mean, his team and McLaren just, I mean, we've been praising them the whole way through this season, but it's, it's really mind-blowing to see what the progress that the team's made. Also, Danny Rick performed pretty well this weekend too before yeah, i was gonna bring up yeah i i think mclaren is looking really good to beat out ferrari especially after the performance this past few weeks yeah. man. i don't know what it was about the summer break but they came back on fire mm-hmm. truly danny rick just reset man. and there's only there's yeah. only one street circuit for ferrari to perhaps get one win yeah. this year yeah um but speaking of that battle carlos signs p3 say it with me criminally underrated Underrated. yes he is he's so good (laughs) he's uh now the the we all had him in our top three right for like favorite drivers this year in our season thing yeah (laughs) top two almost (laughs) yeah yeah top two and he's not two (laughs) no but what what drive i mean takes the lead i think it's his first time leading grand prix for eight laps tires just totally fell off completely Mm. opened up was one of the few drivers who committed to a two-stop race uh, before rain. And him, George Russell, who else? Danny Rick. Uh, no, Danny Rick stayed out no, and held yeah. Lewis behind. But him and George definitely dived in. I think Ocon. Um, but yeah, recovered to P3, took the right decision. Uh, I, I was, I was uh, reading Charles Leclerc's post-race interview. And because Carlos was in the lead, got, got the right to choose first. So he, he, he dove in changed mm-hmm. intermediates and, and recovered back to P3. It's a very well-deserved podium. He's overtaken Charles in the st- uh, standings, which I think mm-hmm. is pretty significant because uh, I remember watching like one of those uh, Fer- Ferrari videos early on and it was an interview of them too. And Carlos was like, well, realistically, it's going to be very difficult for me to beat you this year. Um, <laughs> but I think he was always quietly confident in his ability um, and he's adapted very well. and He's continued to show that. And I'm just a huge fan. Big fan. I mean, also speaking of Ferrari, it was tough to see Charles just drop through the ranks after what was a pretty good race for him. I think he uh, the strategy panned out as well as it could have, and seeing him kind of trail the uh, it was it was Max, right? He was basically a trailing Max and and, and staying within a slipstream and and making his way up. I was I was getting excited for Charles, so it was really tough to see him also his gamble not pay off at the end there. I think it all depended in the end who dove into the pits and who didn't, mm-hmm. and. You know, that's the greatest part of F1, the unpredictability of it. Oh. Rain comes in the last six laps. It's, it keeps everyone on their toes. And, and not only the race, but quality as well, right? That's why mm-hmm. we saw George up there in, in P3. You, you heard the radio mm-hmm. message during Q3, prep the slicks. 
And then he just out-qualified Lewis for the second time in four races. Bizarre. I mean, how brilliant is that? Wait, really tangibly think about it, he's starting on the second row with Williams. It's been yeah, 20 years amazing. since anyone's been excited about that, since that's even been a possibility. Talking about George. Fourth race in the points uh, out of five. He just had to break it, break it once. Lewis is getting scared, it, man. Is he the best driver of the season? Is he, is he I, the I, driver of the season? All things told, the way the way he's putting that Williams into the into the points almost all you know last four of the five races, so much talent there, man, and it's so much talent that's going to be developed even more at Mercedes, and and you know regulations are going to change next year. We're going to see different racing, but I'm that's one of the things I'm most excited for is to see him be at a proper racing team and develop into a proper legend. He nearly pipped Carlos at the, at the, at the, in the drag race into turn one. He Williams with that Mercedes engine on the straights. I mean, I wish he didn't pit so early because his race could have been very different, but he still collected a point. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, also another thing I've started to learn is the unpredictability of the tires. It's like the tires are grading away. Everyone was starting to think the tires were done and the track started to develop. And then there was a whole new stage of those tires that was reborn. So for me, at least, that was a whole new, like, uh, just like thing associated with racing that I didn't really understand. So it was really interesting to see how you can get more life out of the tires once the track develops some more. It's like a huge skill of like managing like that transitionary period, mm-hmm. which like Lewis does really well because he just complains until they're good. <laughs> You almost know when he complains that he's pretty set. Yeah, yeah he's like, yeah, the grading's gone anyway. <laughs> yeah, they, they grade bad, and then there's a phase like of grading that's over. Um, I, this is slightly off topic, but I wanted to bring it up. I know we've touched on it in a previous podcast, but what did you guys think about Paul DeResta in the commentary box? He was getting excited. I actually enjoyed yeah. it. He had a couple of voice cracks in there. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I personally like him. He, he's just so excited to be there. <laughs> he gets a lot of heat online. I think he's great, personally. Why does he get heat for? I, I think people complain that he talks too much <laughs> and gets too excited. Well, yeah. he, that's, that's the best part. I'm there for, for it. A race like but it's, this. A, it's a two-hour race. Right. Like he, he's, he's able to like fluently be able to like tell a narrative for two hours. I thought it was great. Definitely. There was one point where they were showing a graph. I don't know, Mercedes or Red Bull. Yes, uh, yes. Graph. And he was like, oh, I wish I could have seen that graph for a little longer. Yeah. And I was, that's exactly what I was thinking too. I was like, dang, I wish we'd like pause on that screen for a sec. Yeah. You know, I wish Paul DeResta collab with Julian Palmer for the post race (laughs) uh, debriefs. No, but I think showed the, uh, the Julian Palmer, uh, one of the, one of his highlights was when he crashed into, I can't remember who it was. I think it was maybe, uh, I can't even remember a couple of years ago. It was one of the turn three, four highlights, but anyways, continue. Yeah. Um, are you talking about from the last race? Uh, it was from like a couple of years ago, but anyways. Continue. Yeah, like when they do like the track preview right before the race, they like show uh, okay, you know, the gotcha, iconic gotcha. moments. Uh-huh. Um, no, I, 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 I thoroughly enjoyed Paul DeResta. I, I think, I mean, I have no complaints about any of them. I think from Nat Pinkham, um, bless her soul, <laughs> to to Nico Rosberg, the debutante, um, I think they're all great. Of course, I do love Martin Brundle. I think Martin Brundle has the best insight, though. Um, yeah. Listening to him is a privilege, but other drivers I wanted to cover. Actually, we covered them all. Carlos, Lewis, Max, Valtteri, Daniel, and Fernando, and George. Um, mm-hmm. Alpha Tauri having another tough race. Our boy Pierre Gasly had contact with Stroll. Alpha Tauri stayed out on the slicks. 
a little bit yeah, different form. Also, yeah, also had a little what P eleven and P thirteen. Yeah, I mean, like last lap, last lap uh, contact. No, 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 no. Last I'm lap, about even before, before, last, before the before rain. That, okay. This was before the rain. Like oh, Seb was okay. trying to go out around the outside. It was like kind of dirty. Just gave the rain. No space. It was like forty-seven. But midfield, the midfield battle. I think we're starting to see a little bit of the division. We obviously have the top two. Then we have the battle for third. And then it's becoming a two-horse race between Alpine and Aston, Aston Martin for P5. Um, or is it? It might. Mm. Alpine low-key may just be secure in the bag right now. Let's see. Actually, I'm looking at the points a bit. Yeah, I, I generally check the uh, drivers' championship only. Quite frankly. As I think we both right. do. Constructors, Alpine has a 20-point lead on the, or 19-point lead on Alpha Tower. Wow, okay. Aston's behind dude by a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So 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 Alpine's looking quite good. I mean, there's seven races. There's a lot. Pierre Gasly can easily bring this back. He just doesn't have support yeah. though in his teammate, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I I Danny Kvyat was on weekend warm-up and on the post-race shows. And I think I think Danny Kvyat still deserves a seat in formula one um There's certainly over Yuki Tsunoda, mm -hmm. but he's still young in Sonoda, i trust but not for if he does poorly again last next season he's gonna get yeah, caught that is yeah i mean it is it a red zone so after all it might get caught halfway through the season who knows yeah knowing helmet marco he could yeah you could, could just give him the axe at any point but he probably wouldn't understand the English, so he's still keep racing. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. you Macker first DNF. A little surprising. Was, it wasn't even like a real DNF, though. It, it wasn't like even a, a real DNF. Yeah. <laughs> didn't, I didn't, it hurts, though. Uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> it hurts to see the boy have to retire. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> Latifi also had a DNF. Uh, what else happened? I mean, Kimi Raikkonen scoring points. Again, one of the drivers dove into the pit, so uh, was significantly quicker on the inters. He's got the wisdom. He hasn't really shown it recently, though. He's had COVID. On Sundays, he does. Uh, Giovinazzi has really had the, uh, the better of him, but yeah. At, at the end of the day, you can't doubt his brilliance, but it, it's a good time for him to take his leave. Um, I hope he, <laughs> if he can secure a surprise podium on his exit out, I think that would be wonderful. But it's a damn slow car, so I highly doubt yeah. it. Also, yeah, they, that, would maybe, so. that would maybe push them ahead of Williams in the constructors, which I don't really want either. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there's some, there's some give and take there. Mm -hmm. um, driver of the day. Huh. Still Lando yeah, for me. It's got to be Lando. I don't even know why I'm thinking about it, really. The 40, he showed 47 laps of brilliance. Maybe Max, but... Max, P20 Max to thing, P2. Okay, but... It would have been P20 to P7. Race. Yeah. Yeah, right. And, like... Which is still a great race. I, yeah. Fantastic. It's race. a team sport, right? They called yeah. him in. He bit. But, yeah. I mean, hey, at the end of the day, it's also it was a great gamble. I was talking about this to you guys before. Like, if you're gonna take an engine, if you're gonna do an engine swap at some point, 
doing it on a, a weekend where you know there's going to be rain and everything's kind of up to chance is probably the best time to do it because I know at the end of the race they were talking about how probably most of the other teams are going to have to take an engine stop at some point in the rest of the season and have to take that grid mm-hmm. penalty um, so in terms of gambling I think Red Bull as a whole played it very smart and taking it here knowing that there's going to be there's the possibility of rain the penalty from last race also kind of helped them make that decision. Yeah, I, I think yeah, regardless yeah. of yeah. knowing there's going to be rain, remember, Cheyenne, yeah. there's only rain for the last six laps. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's... It's I, the I, hope, I, you know? I don't know. I completely disagree I, with you there. If I think they were going to take it regardless. Dry. If it could be dry for the rest of the races, Lewis is going to have to take a, uh, an engine penalty at a dry race. and then he's just Max was making moves the, uh, in the first half of the race regardless of the weather. He mm-hmm, passed yeah. Valtteri like... Valtteri was a Haas. Yeah, it was embarrassing. <laughs> it was embarrassing. Yeah. So I think I think Red Bull just trust their pace, trust their driver. They had a three good penalty anyways. Why risk mm-hmm. losing points at a different race? So they sent it. Predicting there's going to be race. Come well on, Shion. I mean, there was supposed to be rain all weekend. That's, that's you know weird stuff happens when there's rain. It's supposed to be rain every weekend, all weekend, allegedly, <laughs> so, according to the forecast. That's what SWS says. That's what uh, Maddie WTF1 always posts on Instagram <laughs> before the races. Um, anything, anything else on Sachi? Or goodbye, Sachi. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope St. Petersburg is. Uh, I mean, St. Petersburg is street circuit. Don't I know so. nothing. Yeah, I, I honestly didn't know this was Sochi's last race until they said it, like in FP2 or something. <laughs> um, Ditto. It was a good one. It was a, it was a good one to go yeah. out to. Um, Turkey coming up provided an absolute belter last year. Launch draw roll. So much rain last year. They Charles- had- yeah, they had cars know. drive. They had normal road cars driving around the circuit to try and rubber it in. <laughs> they were so unprepared. Um, <laughs> that rain. I mean, that that race had it all. It's Lewis also where Lewis won his seventh. Yeah. Yep. What are your guys' thoughts? Another long stroll pole. That's one of my. That's one of my favorite um, race starts into turn one. I don't know why. It's just like a nice long sweeping corner. I think it's an interesting uh, go into turn one. Maybe it was because of the rain last year, but. I'm um, looking forward to that that turn one start and also it's like a high speed chicane, isn't it? I uh, know you slow down relatively. Okay. Maybe I mean, that was just Sachi's first turn is also the really fast. Yeah, Sachi's first Sachi's turn. Sachi's first turn is legit a high speed. There was chicane. there was no first turn for uh, Fernando Alonso at Sachi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so in Turkey, Fernando Alonso skipping it as well, right? Yeah. <laughs> P six to P four. <laughs> Predictions? <laughs> Max comes storming back. When when do you guys think Lewis will have to take his uh, his engine penalty? Do you think he will take one? Do you think he'll have to take it soon just so he can have a you know a clear race to the end? He ha- he has no issue. Is Val? I think it really depends if Valtteri shows much more pace in FP one, FP two, FP three. Mm. Will they only really consider it like yeah if it warrants it? Exactly. Why do it unwarranted? Fair. Fair. It'll be interesting. I think it'll be interesting to see that because uh, at least the commentators were saying that they think everyone's going to require one. So for me, yeah. at least that's that's what I think the interesting part is, is when will they take the, that, that penalty if they do? Maybe in Saudi, because 
the Mercedes isn't really a good street circuit car. Fair, fair. But you don't want to leave it too to late ask, in the race. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You definitely don't want to be season. taking Abu Dhabi. Like, if they know they need to take it, they, they would have to take it earlier than Abu Dhabi. Mm-hmm. What else could be interesting? What's your hot take, Rushi? Nikita Mazepin P2. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be two. Man went to hell and back and brought that take up. Two classified finishers. <laughs> <laughs> and one of them finishes backwards. Latifi. <laughs> Latifi, who I put as a top three driver of the season at the mid review. And Giovinazzi's going to push his car across the finish line. No, Giovinazzi's going to jump out and run it like in Talladega Nights. <laughs> <laughs> him, and, him and Mazepin are going to leg it to the, to the, to the Mazepin trips over his hair. No, uh, hot take, hot take. <clears throat> We've had such a crazy, crazy season already. Not I mean, spicy. Lando's not even a hot take anymore. Like, they're, the yeah. hot takes we had at the beginning of the season are kind of yeah. normal-ish takes now. A you know mild what? take is that McLaren continues dominating. <laughs> this is also just like a nice, long, straight circuit. <laughs> I- I'm going to go with one more Williams points. <clears throat> and two, there will be 17 classified finishers. Okay. I don't know. I'm gonna go with that. I, I, I can't, it's I late can't, over there in Chicago. I don't I don't want to say anything on Pierre Gasly. I, I don't want to jinx him. Oh. I just want him to do well. Okay. My hot take was gonna be Yuki's gonna do better than Pierre. Bro, it's just not gonna I thought about Yuki's throwing the point. hot take. He might. It's gotta be at some point. That's a that's a properly hot take at this point. Alonzo podium. Ah, I like that. I, I like that a lot. That. I would love to I see like that. A lot to podium. That's yeah. due. That's due. It was about to happen here. Need to see one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A Seb, um, Alonzo, and Iceman. Oh, just the, just just the, the old, old heads? Part. Yeah, the old <laughs> Lewis is actually older than Seb. That's cool. Sick, <laughs> it is kind of crazy how Lewis is older than Seb. Oh, speaking of Seb. I was thinking, I was talking to Karun about this. Um, Seb reminds me hints of, I just watched the Schumacher documentary and Seb's move over to Ferrari is, is oddly reminiscent of um, Schumacher's move over to Ferrari, where he was just like, hey, I'm going to rebuild this Ferrari team. I'm going to make it great again. And I could see hints of that when Seb moved over and I thought he was trying to do the same thing again. So it was, it was interesting to see that also then made me hurt a little bit more to see Seb have to leave that team after his... It wasn't, I mean... Schumacher went to Ferrari after a 20-year gap of not winning the championship. Seb moved after like hey, six he's, years. He's a German and he's just trying to go to Ferrari. He's world no, of course. I mean, team. it's very well known. Seb's hero is Michael Schumacher. Mm-hmm. So I definitely see your point. It's quite um, emotional. Trying to re- reenact Michael's uh, um, career in many ways. But uh, yeah, I haven't finished the documentary yet. Highly recommend to the listeners out there. Yeah. Bring a tissue. Yeah, you will cry. <laughs> I'm about 40 minutes in. Did you I cry before the that? Last, the, the last oh, no, no. It's minutes. like it's like the last 15, 20 Not, minutes. Yeah, uh, yeah. Understood, understood. I was when, like, when, like Mick, when Mick's last monologue, uh, you will cry. <laughs> oh, my God. I actually couldn't hold it together. The hostesses on the plane looked at me like I was a crazy man. Mick's last monologue. <sighs> okay. 
I can only imagine. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. You know it's, yeah, that's what I won't say too much. But, like, you know it's coming. And when it comes, it's done. You're done. I wish there was a bit more news about Schumacher, but I, I guess he he's going to be in a vegetative private. state. Yeah, I think there's the very private. Life. Exactly, like Cruden said, there's a very private family. That's All right, good I'm for them. Good for them. Yeah. Uh, I guess, I guess to alter my point, I wish I watched Formula One in, in Michael's era. era. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. To Which appreciate his like, greatness. It wouldn't be, I think, like, eventually when I have some more time maybe when the season's over i'll start going through like the the mid to late 90s the senna era and then go into the schumacher era and then go into the schumacher they have era. a lot of those on f1 tv i think yeah they do well yeah they have like spotty ones but yeah i would 100 percent go back and watch those i've seen a lot of race highlights of like michael's era and i've listened mm-hmm. to a ton of podcasts uh beyond the grid a podcast of like people like ricardo patrese who raced with michael as his teammate um damon hill I'm on David Coulthard's right now. There's some fascinating stories. There's always, there's, if there's, for their historical drivers, there's ever two people they always bring up is how it was to race against Senna and how it was to race against Schumacher. Yeah. What about Nicky Lauda? Um, well, James Hunt's not around to talk about it. There's, yeah, there's right. less drivers left from Lauda's era. Yeah, that era. Yeah. Um, it's tough, yeah. A lot of them used to pass while driving or are just like not around because of old age. Um, yeah. but I have I have recommended this one in the past. You need to go back and listen to the Daniel Audetta one, who was the Ferrari GM. Yeah, uh, I listened to that one. Okay, dude, I think that's the best one he's done. It's fantastic. His, his recount of the story of Lado going to the hospital and dealing with oh. Enzo and everything was oh, just yeah. amazing. Um. Dude, also love watching Schumacher be commentated by Murray Walker would be... Yeah. But boys, we have digressed. This is Super Box 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 Super Box 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 of course, um, we also put money on Hamilton pole. Mm-hmm. Well, I did at least. Um, and then Norris and um, Norris Carlos. and Signs wins, and we yeah. were so close with Norris. So close. Alas, you had sent out that Venmo request before I finished the uh, finished the race, and I was so sad. I yeah, you. I forget you guys. Yeah, I mean at least you um, <laughs> don't watch on time. But yeah, thank you for tuning in to episode thirteen of Box Box Box. We can't wait to continue uh, bringing more of this content through the last seven races of the season, and it should only get tighter and tighter. Cheers.